discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Mark 9.15 Let me show you the, the, the comparison of these two glories. Mark 9.15 Mark 9.15 And straightway, now this was what when he was coming down from the transgression. All the multitude, when they saw him, were greatly amazed. You know why? Because he was shining. He was shining. Oh. And they ran to him. So when Jesus was descending the mountain, they ran to him. But when Moses was descending, oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus' grace coming down. Moses is the law coming down. When the law was coming down, they ran away. Because the law is repellent. But when grace was coming down, they ran to him. Because grace is attractive. The law repels, grace attracts. The law is, is repellent, but grace is resplendent. They ran to him. They were amazed. They saw him and they ran to him. They ran to him. Oh my. What a glory. They ran to him. Now, the light on Jesus' face was different from the light on Moses' face. The Bible tells us that the light on Moses' face was the ministration of condemnation. But the light on Jesus' face was the ministration of righteousness. When they saw Moses' face, they were afraid because they were guilty and they felt condemned. Every ray of light on Moses' face revealed how sinful they were. But how come when Jesus was descending, all of them ran to him? What was the light, the meaning of the light that exuded from Jesus? What was its implication? Let me show you what the light of Jesus does. John 8. John 8. Let's read verse 7. So they continued asking him. He lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stood down on the ground. You know, they, they brought the woman who was caught in adultery. And they wanted to entrap Jesus. It wasn't, they didn't care for the woman. They wanted to actually use her to entrap Jesus. To see if Jesus would break the law. So they said, according to Moses' law, the woman has to be stoned. What do you say? If they can catch him up in his words, Jesus is guilty. And they can now stone Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. They know that Jesus is full of love. And he will not tell them to stone him. So they want him to compromise his love on the woman. And if he says they shouldn't stone him to his guilt, Jesus has now broken the law of Moses. You see how? <laughs> so, when they got there, Jesus got down and started writing. He wasn't writing the sun. He was within the temple. Start from verse 1. So, he was writing on a stone slab in the temple. 
You know why Jesus was, was doing that? He says, you presume to bring the law against me. I'm the one who wrote the law. Because the law was written on a tablet of stone. Then, oh no, let's... Verse 7. Verse 7. Quickly, verse 7. Uh-huh. Was, was it where we were? Verse 8. Look at verse 8. And again, he stood down. So they asked him, and Jesus stood down a second time. Why? The law of written on a tablet of stone twice. <laughs> and he wrote on the ground. <laughs> are, are you getting it? <laughs> you want to bring the law against me? I am the one who wrote it. <laughs> and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest. <laughs> In those days, if you are guilty of what someone has done, that you have no moral right to throw the stone against the person. So what it meant is that they had all committed adultery. <laughs> From the eldest today, someone said that means uh, age doesn't cure the last problem. <laughs> the eldest. And Jesus was left standing alone with the woman. Alone, and the woman standing in the midst. The next verse. Jesus had, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, why are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And the woman said, She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You, you understand? So, Jesus says, Jesus gave her the gift of no condemnation so that she can go and sin no more. When you know you are not condemned, you have the power not to sin again. Yeah, someone would have said, go and sin no more so that you will not be condemned. A modern day preacher would have said, go and sin no more so you will not be condemned. No. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. He gave him the gift of hell, the gift of no condemnation. Because when you know you are not condemned, you can go and live for God. Yeah. But when you know you are condemned, ah. Hmm. Okay. Now, look at where I'm coming to. Verse 12. Verse 12. Now, listen. So they were at the temple um, um, precinct. And they all left. So they all left from the, the eldest to the last, closer to the gates of the temple, within the temple. Then spake Jesus again unto them. But they had left. But Jesus now walked to them. <laughs> yeah, Jesus now walked to the same people. Those who condemned the lady uh-huh, who had come to stone her. Jesus went to them and Jesus said unto them again. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. What's he talking about? We know that light exposes. Like in the Old Testament, Moses' light exposed their darkness and their sins and wretchedness. But Jesus' light is, is a different light. His light is the light that reveals his perfect work in redemption. His light reveals <laughs> the perfection of his sacrifice for us. His light is the unveiling and the revelation 
of his finished work, that God's justice has been satisfied once and for all, and by one sacrifice he has perfected forever them which are sanctified. His light shows the perfection of his work in our behalf. Hallelujah. Now, Moses' light condemned, and he ran away. That's the ministry of condemnation. But Jesus' light, you know what it does? It shows you that your sins are gone. It shows you that the Father is pleased with you. It is called the ministration of righteousness. It says the Father has accepted you. He's not imputing your sins against you. The Father has accepted you. The Father loves you. Your sons are, that's what the light means. It's called the ministration of righteousness. So he didn't condemn her. It just revealed what his light would do. So this light is a light. Can you imagine? He's a light. He says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Now, the word not here in the Greek is emphatic future negative. <laughs> Which is used in a double negation, giving us the strongest negative assertion in the Greek with a strong indication. You know what it means? He that follows, follows me will absolute, absolutely not, not by any way, by no means, walk in darkness. So, what it means is that it is not possible for the believer to walk in darkness, to be in darkness. If the believer feels he doesn't go into darkness, the word here is impossibility. <laughs> yeah. When a believer falls, he falls in the light. <laughs> yeah. To go to the darkness means you are no more a believer. You understand? <laughs> Maybe you have not thought of it. That's what he's saying. Now, yes, that's it. He has translated us from where? The power of darkness into the kingdom. So when you fail, you are not translated back. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So, every, so how many times will you be translated every day? So if there's one wrong thought in your head, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, because you define what sin is. Do you know worry is sin? Fear is sin. You don't know what sin is. You you, you are not feeling well, you, you took medicine. It's even sin. You know why? Jesus died for you. You don't even have faith to believe what he did for you. No, no, if, if you want to go to deal with you <laughs> on the basis of you, you can't. Yeah. Fear. Someone's car was passing. You, you decide that the car was yours. It's called covetousness. Uh-huh. Like every second, every negative ray of thought that passes through your head, back to darkness. So in a day, you would have translated 100 times. <laughs> Yeah, like table tennis. <laughs> Jesus and Satan were just playing. <laughs> oh, Jesus' work is perfect. That is why he says, For by one offering he has what perfected forever. Them that are sanctified. So we have been perfected forever. It's not based on what we are doing, what he has done. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> So his light, oh my, his light. So the people ran to him. These people were not even perfect. They ran to him. But Moses, they ran away from him. Look, we are under a better covenant. Why are you running away from God? Because what you think you have done, if you run away, then what are you trying to say to God? So now who is going to help you? 
Because it is only in coming back to him that there is help. The Bible speaks of repentance toward God. That is changing your mind towards God. God thinks good about you. God loves you, but you don't know it. You have to change your mind to think positively about God. Hallelujah. If, if, let me use a verse to quickly describe how much God wants to see your face every day. Yeah. Let, let me quickly go to Jude 24. Jude 24. Hallelujah. I want to cripple every notion that prevents you to freely speak with God or fellowship with God. Jude 24. It's not chapter 24. It's verse 1. Look at the last verse. <laughs> now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. This verse is powerful, but when you read it like that, you may think everything is in the future. Praise God. He's able to do it. It's in the realm of the potential. But I want to read it to you in the Greek so you will see what Jesus has done. Praise God. Are you following me? Unto him that is able. The Greek is quite different. Because in the Greek, this word keep here is in the aorist infinitive active. I'm not going to say all these things. But at least by that, I have to interpret what it says. It's it's a tense in the Greek. Aorist means it's a past tense. See, this one is not past tense. Aorist means it is past tense. Now, it is written in the aorist, and the, the verb is in, is in what is called punctilia action. That means it is something that, that is done once that can never be repeated again. So it is <laughs> unto him who is able, so it is not readable in English. So read it and see. Unto him who is able to kept you. <laughs> You understand? How do you read it? Because it's past tense. He has done it once and for all. And unto him that is able, the word able also is in the present tense. It's present continuous. He's constantly doing it. So it goes like that. You can read it this way. Unto him who is constantly and presently by his power has kept you from falling. He kept you and it continues to now. It's like it is raining and he brought you into this room. So he kept you, he's still keeping you. <laughs> uh-huh. From falling and to present you, faultless is the same word. The word present is also aorist, infinitive, active. He has once and for all presented you without blame or without fault before the presence of his glory. When Jesus presented you, can you imagine that he presented you without fault? The word without fault means blemish. My, my, my. So how God sees you is not how you see yourself. God sees you on the light of what Jesus did. And he has presented you blemish. Without fault. Praise God. Ah, but I have a lot of, a lot of fault. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you, you, you have to know these things. It's a, it's a once and for all presentation eternal before the presence of his glory with this is what I want to talk about with exceeding joy say exceeding joy, exceeding joy. Hmm. 
Now, Dean Alford, the theologian, Dean Alford explained exceeding God as the exuberance of a triumphant joy. The exuberance of triumphant joy. Okay, that's the word exceeding joy. Now, he says that, can you please come? As Jesus presented you to the Father, the Father sees you and he has what is called exceeding joy. And what is the triumphant, the what, what did I even say? The exuberance of what? Triumphant joy. Now, look at the word. The, this is the Greek, the exuberance of triumphant joy. I know what the Amplified says. You have the Amplified here. I want you to say it to yourself. Look at what it says. Before the presence of his glory, in triumphant joy and exaltation, with unspeakable ecstatic delight. That is how the Father feels when you stand in front of him. When you stand before him. That's how the Father feels. Hmm. Now, there's a difference between victorious joy and triumphant joy. Victory and triumph is, is different. When you go to the stadium to watch a football match, the message scores. Messi scores. The Argentina win the World Cup. You know why? Because God is merciful. <laughs> Those of you who don't, who don't like Messi, Messi on you. <laughs> Pastor Michael can't laugh too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, come to watch the World Cup finals. So when it was crucial, it, it was it was amazing. It was hot. <laughs> so in my house, some of us were supporting Argentina, and one or two people. <laughs> Bishop says those who are under the law were supporters of France. <laughs> now, so when they scored, when Argentina won, the players had a victory. But those of us who were jubilating, we were triumphant. We were triumphant. So I have the video here. My house wasn't easy. People were holding chicken. <laughs> but you know, my God, you remember the area was so quiet. I started shouting. That time I forgot I was a pastor. <laughs> we shouted out. That kind of joy, triumphant joy, I was shouting. That's the, the Greek word, the exuberance of triumphant joy. God has for you when you stand in his presence. <laughs> I like the way you said, hey. That's what. You know why? You know where the victory came from? Jesus had the victory. And God is triumphing over you. Like, God is triumphing. A certain man was taken to heaven. Then, in his book, 
he, he made sketches. He wanted us to understand how the father felt about him when he stood before the throne. And I, I read that book, he said he was shocked. He realized that all that he had been taught was not correct. He said when he stood before the throne, in his own words, he said, he saw the father. The desire the father had for him cannot be told. He said the father was eager to see him. It was like, he could say, it's like an old friend who had waited for all of eternity just to see your face. And the father had raised his hands like his eyes. He just wanted to embrace you. He said, that is the father's heart for us. Hallelujah. You are deceived to think that be the father, all those things, sit down. <laughs> After I established that, it is not based on what you do and what you don't do. It's based on what Christ did. The father knew that you, you always, your thought crowd, no, it, 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 if our righteousness was not established on what Jesus did, <laughs> you are going to pray and one evil thought for Jesus Christ. One evil thought will disqualify you. What you are praying? What you are praying in the midst of the past? Oh, I had, to, I had I used to have problems like that. So I used to confess my sins hundred times a day. And sometimes even when I'm preaching, I feel like some thought has come to my head. So I'll do like this. Yeah, I'll be confessing to God because I I, I don't want to lose the rapture in case it comes. <laughs> It was bondage. It was bondage. The father has none of those things against you. Triumphant joy. Listen. My, my, my. Quickly, King James, quickly. Um, Isaiah 62, verse 5. Hallelujah. For as a young man married a virgin, for as Pastor Mark, sorry, for as a young. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the M, I thought it was uh, Michael. <laughs> Married a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. It doesn't say that as a husband rejoices over his wife, but as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride. There's a difference. You are a bride for one day, a bridegroom for one day, but you are a husband, a husband for life and wife for life. Have you realized that the joy on the wedding day is different from the joy of uh, three years into marriage? <laughs> Bishop has demonstrated it. Bishop says, Fire! <laughs> And when the pictures are delayed, you can't wait. <laughs> so that joy, that first day, that joy, it's not like other, other, other days and other years. So God says he's rejoicing over you, not like a husband rejoices over his wife, but as a bridegroom over the bride. So God's joy over you is eternally fresh. It doesn't change. It's like the first day Jesus died. It, it doesn't change. Hallelujah. Zephaniah 3, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his, in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Now, 
Have you ever been in a state where you are so happy? You know what? When you are so full of joy, you, you sing. Sometimes with tears. Oh my. Now. <laughs> now, listen. When God created the universe, he didn't sing. When God created the universe, he never sang. It was only the angels that sang. But when you read Job, he says that and when the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God shouted for joy. So when God laid the foundations of the earth, the original earth, the angels were jubilating. But God didn't sing. God didn't sing. In fact, when God made man, he didn't sing. But this is the story of our redemption in Christ. Jesus died and when God had gotten us, the Trinity, together, they began to sing about us. <laughs> I'm telling you, sing about us. <laughs> that he's gotten you. He's gotten you forever not to lose you because of the eternal work of Christ. Hallelujah. Have you realized that even when one soul teaches time to Christ, the Bible says there is joy in the presence of the angels. The Bible didn't say it was the angels who are rejoicing. It was joy in their presence. The Father is demonstrating joy before the angels. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So anytime you walk in the Father's presence, the Father is, oh, oh. Yeah. Even your mistakes. The father, you know the father doesn't see your mistakes, even though you have made the mistakes. Because you put all on Christ. You need this mindset to fellowship with God. Because if you have this mindset, those mistakes will die. I'm telling you. That is how to be delivered from those mistakes. Praise God. Back to 2 Corinthians 3. Let's gradually try and be ended. Verse 18. But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding ASB, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Okay. Beholding us in a mirror, in fact, the whole word beholding us in a mirror, one, two, three, four, five, it's only one Greek word. It's only one Greek word. In that Greek word, there's no mirror inside. <laughs> There's no mirror inside. So scholars have argued about its meaning. But the word, primarily there is no mirror, but mirror can be implied. Uh, it can be implied. So beholding, so some, very, some um, translation says beholding and reflecting as a mirror does. Okay. Beholding as in a mirror, or beholding <laughs> the glory of the Lord in an unveiled face. There is always beholding. No matter what beholding is there, hallelujah. Now, how do you behold? Because the Bible says it is in beholding that you are transformed to that glory. How many of you want to be transformed? Just to be like just like Jesus on earth. Now, the way is beholding. Now, how do you behold? How, how, do, you, how do you behold his glory? The answer is in the text. You can say so many things. But as far as this text is concerned, we are shown how to behold the face of the Lord, his glory. Back to verse 14. 
We are taught how Moses, how the people beheld Moses, even today. How they are still beholding the face of Moses. Aha. Uh-huh. Look at verse 14. Uh, okay. But their minds were hardened. For unto this day, at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remained. At the, say the reading of the old covenant. Yeah. It is not, it's, it's not being revealed to them that it's done away in Christ. Okay, the next verse. But unto this day, whensoever Moses is read, a veil lieth upon their heart. A thing happened once. But from that time, the Bible says they are still beholding Moses. Why? By reading Moses. So, the way to behold is to read. So, when Moses is read, he's not talking about the person of Moses. He's talking about the law of Moses. A lot of times, when the Bible says Moses, especially in the New Testament, a lot of times he's not talking about the, the person of Moses, but the books of Moses. The Bible says Jesus, and beginning at Moses and the prophet, he expounded in them in other scriptures. Moses is the first five books of Moses. The five, first five books, the Pentateuch. That's Moses. So unto this day, when Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, when it's read, the veil is still on their heart. Huh. So the way they behold Moses is by reading. The way you behold the glory of the Lord is through the scriptures, through the Bible, the Word of God. That's how to behold the, the Lord now. But it's not merely reading the, reading the Bible. The Bible says the veil is still upon your heart. Now the veil that was on Moses' face, face is now on their heart. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> they, they cannot see. So when they read Joseph, they can't see Christ in Joseph. When they read Moses, they cannot see Christ in Moses. When, when they read see, all of the, when they read the burnt offering, they don't even understand the burnt offering, the sin offering. They don't know that all of it is actually Jesus. So there's a veil that prevents them from seeing. That's one of the interpretations here, or the main interpretation here. So it is by reading Moses. The way they behold Moses, because they were not there at Sinai, after many years, when they read, the veil is still there. Now, how do we now behold the glory of the Lord? Seeing Christ. Now, you can read the Bible every day and not see Christ. Seeing Christ. Seeing Christ. That's where the transformation comes from. Seeing Christ. But we all see Christ. Seen Christ. You know how faith comes? Faith doesn't come by the word of God. Did you hear what the preacher said? Is the preacher, is the preacher serious at all? Faith doesn't come by the word of God. Romans 10 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. The Greek word is not God, but Christ. The Pharisees knew the word of God, but they didn't have faith. Oh, oh I love you, ASB. So belief cometh of hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. That's the Greek. So it is seeing Christ, and not just reading with your eyes, but with your heart. Now, that's what transform- the word transformation is the word metamorphosis. Back to verse 18. 
na kama fu sika content strike that speaks of uh, when a caterpillar spins a cocoon and comes out as a butterfly look at the, the butterfly and the cocoon many believers are in a cocoon stage of their lives they are in the butterfly st- uh, uh, the caterpillar stage of their life you know caterpillar the caterpillar is bound to the earth they move by the patterns of the earth that's not where they belong but your spirit is perfected but your your soul is not yeah we, we need transformations in our soul so like the caterpillar we are just thinking like ordinary human beings who are complaining like they are complaining who are murmuring like they are murmuring every day they are sick every day you are sick every day murmuring you, you, you are just in the air you are conformed to the patterns of the air you are just wallowing in the dirt they are crying you are also crying they are worried you are also worried anxiety you are also full of anxiety you are a caterpillar a caterpillar christian Uh-huh. Caterpillar Christians live like they are next door neighbors. Live like unbelievers. Yeah, yeah. When it when it's cold, oh, it's too cold. When it's hot, it's too hot. Complain about everything, murmuring. Gossip is all right for them. They gossip like the children. <laughs> everything. Yeah, caterpillar. Caterpillar Christians, <laughs> yeah, they can insult their wives, insult their husbands, yeah, insult their pastor, write things to their pastor. <laughs> caterpillar, actually, never are you a caterpillar Christian? <laughs> yeah, caterpillar Christians, yeah. Every day they are broke. <laughs> yeah. If we're listening to bishop, you wouldn't be broke every day. It would get better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Caterpillar Christians. Every day they are doing something bad. Be like Christians, yeah. But transformation can come where you now emerge as a better fly. That cocoon, you come out of it. You are now flying by the. <laughs> you are now carried by the wavelength where you belong in the air, the realm of faith and life as a new creation. While they are complaining, you are smiling. You are praising. Yeah, while they are murmuring, oh, glory to God. Yeah, while they are on the hospital, hospital bed, <laughs> you are full of life and health. Yeah. All the addictions that pins people down, you have overcome every kind of addiction. And you are manifesting the glorified life of Jesus Christ. You are working in love. Holiness is not, it's effortless. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are talking about. But you know how it comes? We are being transformed. The word is not changed, but transformed as in the ASB. It's by beholding. Hmm. Mark chapter 4, verse 28. 
verse 28. Now, the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, the leaf, then the year. After that, the full corn in the year. Three stages of growth. The earth bringeth fruit of herself. Alright. Say herself. Now the word herself is the Greek word automatos. Automatos. And it's where we get the English word automatic. Automatic. Now I want to show you how to bear fruit automatically. How you can bear fruit automatically without stress. Uh-huh. The earth bringeth forth fruit automatically. That's the, that's the word. Herself. It's not talking about the woman here. The earth is not a woman. Herself. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh-huh. So it's the word for tomatoes. The earth bringeth forth fruit automatically. Now, but a seed gets into the ground first. Praise God. Let's look at verse. Let me see the pre- previous verse. And shall sleep and rise night and day, and the seed shall strength and go up, and know it not how. So Jesus is talking about seed. Seed. Now, Luke 8, verse 11. Luke 8, verse 11. What is a seed? Luke 8, verse 11. Now, the par- parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Now, earlier on, we read that the fruit comes by herself. It comes automatically. Automatically. Now, many believers want to bear fruit. That's where our transformation is in bearing fruit. But we get it, we use the wrong approach. For example, Maybe you have temper problems. Temper. But you want to be transformed from temper. Quick temperedness to slow temperedness. So, so you, you, you decide, make decisions and resolutions. Okay, from today, when my wife speaks, I'll hold on my breath and my teeth. You know, and I'll make sure I wouldn't say anything. I'll hold myself in. You know you can have victory, but is it to be tempered victory? Because all tra- true transformation is effortless. Like a certain guy who wanted to stop stealing, he worked in a certain factory, and every every week he he stole um, chicken, seven chickens. Yeah. So you know how he stopped stealing? He said, "Oh, this is what he's going to do." He gave himself seven weeks. The first week he was still six, then the following week he was still five. In the following week, he was still four, then three, then two, one. And he did that and succeeded. But after six months, that is still in 14. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So someone can have a uh, maybe problem with last. And said, okay, from now on, I'm not going to watch television again. You can make a New Year resolution. No Instagram, no Facebook, no YouTube, 
no, 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 no. Hmm. Signed. <laughs> Covenant Highways. <laughs> they will succeed a while, but it, it, it doesn't last. Normally two weeks. Huh. And let me show you. There are some people maybe you have challenges with pornography or masturbation. You fasted and prayed. Three days dry. <laughs> Pray and fasten. Hey. After three weeks, the pornography comes again. The masturbation comes again. I don't know what to do. We've tried, we've tried fasting, we've tried tightening, we've tried offering, we've sold in, everything up and down, nothing has happened. Some, it is fear. They are always afraid. They are afraid of cockroaches, they are afraid of their own shadows, reward, jekyll, darkness, height. Afraid. There are some, they are full of worry. Always worried. Worried. Sometimes they are worried, they are not worried after a while. In all of this, do you know that because you love God, that is why you are making an effort to stop. But if you had not, if there was no love for God, you wouldn't have made an effort to stop. Yeah. But the, our approach doesn't give us the answers. Uh-huh. Because if it is true transformation, it must be effortless. Effortless. Some years ago, I went to, to hide somewhere to pray. I told myself that I'm going to make sure no evil thought crosses through my mind. When I left the room, I was going this way. It lasted, lasted for four seconds. <laughs> four minutes. It doesn't work like that. You hold yourself. Or, or even, even your prayer life. Okay. This year. Two hours every morning. Hmm. You may last for only two weeks. Only two weeks you have done well. <laughs> There is a way you can still be free if you can get there and be doing it, but not that approach. Uh-huh. So normally, the approach we use is the approach of the law. Strength, efforts, resolution, decision. Try and do it. Do something. Do something. Do something. That's not God's way. God's way is beholding. That brings transformation. You, you know how the seed, when it enters, it says, it does what? Automatos. It brings fruits automatically. Real transformation comes automatically. You know what you should do? For instance, if you feel like you are not giving, ah, you feel like it's like these days you are too careful. What? When you see money in your account, give and cry, you seem to be struggling. But last year you could give freely. The choice is not to say, oh, I'll try hard. I'll try hard. You'll go worse. You know how to succeed. Go and gather pastors' messages 
on Gideon. And start listening. And listen. And listen. And take scriptures that addresses it. And read prayerfully. Not hurriedly. Read. You know what you are doing? You are implanting the seed, which is the word of God. And it brings forth transformation, it's a process. The Bible says, first the blade, then the year, then the four corn in the year, 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold. So as you start implanting the word, and that is what believers don't want to do. They want to use their strength, and that is what is not giving them the answers. This solution may be a slow process, but it gives you an everlasting impact. So give yourself to it. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm giving, I need to stay. I just get tapes on the authorities of that. And I, I sometimes I hardly cross 30 minutes and, and I'm, I'm, I'm back. Hey, 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 hey. And I feel like going to give everything I have. I, I don't, just a little step in I don't decide who I'm going to. It doesn't work. Plant the word, the engrafted word, implanted word, and it will happen automatically. Auto transformation is automatic. 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 The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Whether it is anger, temper, or you, you, see, you are always worried. Or you, you are full of fear. Or you are afraid of demons. Afraid of witches. Afraid of. As you behold it, the glory that we saw in Jesus. When Jesus is asleep, nothing is not perturbed. You have been brought to that same estate. I'm telling you. In the new covenant, as it is, so are we. Your spirit is like a twin to Jesus. The problem is in your soul. His life and the spirit are within you. But when you take the word, that is why to skip the Bible is skipping your life. That is why you have to get the Bible every day. And don't read it hurriedly because you go to work every day. The temptation is to read it because you meet the issue president and he asks you, did you do your quiet time? In order, in order to bribe your conscience that I did my quiet time, you just read something you can remember. But the Bible is not just for the memory, it's for the heart. Take time to be whole. Think, after, just pause and think about it. And sometimes as you think, you, you switch into prayer. Oh, oh man. Look, listen, if you don't make time with the word, you have no transformation. All you have will be effort, effort and strength and works. You want to be free from fear, free from worry, free from lust, free, free from doubt. And a lot of the problems believers have, they just have to come here. But that's what they don't want to do. And they come that we should pray for, pray for me. But sometimes I know that come doesn't come by prayer. I can pray for you, but you have to sustain it. So if you learn how to feed on us, oh my, feed. Listen. Your whole life, 24 hours a day. Your best time is when you are, you are with the word. Then you switch to prayer. <laughs> Before you leave the room, it's like you are, you are walking in the air. <laughs> I'm telling you. I say word first because when the word comes first, even your prayer becomes sweeter. Your prayer falls in line. Yeah. You should never leave this. So it's our life. This is the way. So the fruit... It is called fruit of, fruit of the spirit and works of the flesh. It is not works of the spirit. Fruit. Fruit is a life principle. Uh-huh. You want to walk in love. Some believers are full of envy. They envy. They are full of jealousy. 
when you say the slightest envy, you are struggling. Because it, I'll make sure I don't envy. I'll make sure, I'll make sure, I'll make sure, I'll make sure that you are going down. How can you make sure? You have come under the law, using your strength. You have come under condemnation. This is the way. Feed on his love. As feed on it. Huh. You know. Yeah. Pastor Michael was telling me, there are some things he had me saying over and over. So he, he, he's amazed that uh, when challenges come, he doesn't even know how he overcomes. Because of hearing. Yeah. Hearing, 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 hearing. 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 If you hear more about long suffering, you realize that long suffering is natural to you. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear, that this is the way. Your marriages will survive. On the word. On the word. On the word. I was telling some people that, huh, in Kaneshi, and when I married, because of where I come from in Cape Coast, and, uh, <laughs> you know, in Cape Coast, the area I live, if a husband is watch, start washing plates, they see that with that, 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 that guy, his wife is taking advantage of him. The area I was in Cape Coast, so when I married, it was just the two of us, and uh, I was washing plates. The first thought that comes to my head was, ah, look at you. When you are not married, you never wash plates. Now that I'm married, man of God, <laughs> all these thoughts were hitting me. Then a thought said, Look, your wife is taking you for granted. The woman is supposed to submit. <laughs> you know how the devil can even give you scriptures. <laughs> but do you know that this thought can trouble your marriage forever? But then, I stood there for about a minute or two. And then a verse came to my, my, my mind. Husband, love your wives as Christ at the church and gave himself. That is death. How can watch your place be dead? I may even nowhere at all. <laughs> no, that is how it comes. If the seed is not planted, you'll use your effort. You go nowhere. Praise God. And the glory as we behold through the word, we are transformed into the same image. Do you know that Alexander Dawi one day was in a boat, a ship or a boat or something, on the high seas, Australia to America or somewhere, and come and see. Serious uh, storm and contrary winds. He was lying down. And he remembered exactly what Jesus did. He stood up. Everyone was watching him. He lifted up his hands to the storms and said, Peace is still. Instant. You know you can do it. Oh, oh no. But what, what, what? Why do you think you cannot do it? Why do you think everyone can do it? As you meditate, what you see, the Bible says what you see, you are transformed to the same image. What you see, transform to the same image. And keep on feeding until the challenge comes. It will, it will, listen, you will respond automatically. When the challenge comes, it will surprise you what you did to overcome it. You didn't even know that strength was in you. Because all the time you had been feeding on God's word. You wake up and say, 
from believers when they have the doctor, the doctor tells them, look, the seconds you have, you have three weeks to live. And the doctor's word is not higher than Jesus' word. But if the word was in you, it can automatically. You just laugh. <laughs> this man is not serious. <laughs> yeah, Jesus' word. Jesus' word. Yeah. Listen, all your worries, all your worries, all your anxieties, your fears, depression, fear of Satan, fear of witches, is because the seed is not being planted. God wants you transformed to the image of his son. All the what I described about Jesus, he wants the same thing in your life. And someone now blames you. Instead of responding to the person, you attack the problem. That's Jesus. Do you know that as you meditate on this, it, 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 it just happens to you? Don't worry, it may not be the same measure. It's 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. First, letter by letter. Praise God. So, brethren, take time with the word. Behold it. Behold his glory. Jesus. It's from glory to glory. And see Christ as your righteousness. Because the glory is in righteousness. Hallelujah. And as you are in, if you come intimate with the Lord, the glory begins to show around you. Glory is called weight. The weight on you increases. People see you and they go like, ah, there's something with this brother. There's something with this brother. It's the weight. The weight is increasing. In the early 1900s, there used to be a man of God in India. His name was called Sadhu Sundasing. Have you heard of his name before? S I N G H Sadhu Sundasin. Now, <laughs> historians believe that he is that he's the most Christ-like person to have ever lived. This guy one day went to a certain village and he knocked a door. He saw a door, he wanted to just make an inquiry. So he knocked. And a little girl opened the door. But the, the little girl just looked at him and shut the door. And ran to tell the man that there's someone at the door knocking. And the mother asked, who is that person? And the little girl replied, his face, his smile is so lovely. I think it must be Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine? A little girl. He just saw him just at a glance and ran inside. Told the man, he smiled. The glance on his face. I think it must be Jesus. <laughs> they must say the same thing about you. Can you imagine the glory? You can meditate. You are so full of that glory that what can come against you? You can never be disadvantaged in life. You, the believer, Jesus said, be of good cheer. Your face is an advertisement of the finished work of Christ. Do you know that every time you are frowned or you are sad on your face, you are a poor advertisement of the gospel? You are not shown that Jesus died. You, you have too many problems to even come. No. The word must prevail in you so much that you are smiling. Hallelujah. 
can I see you smiling? Not just now, but tomorrow. Every time. <laughs> Every time. There was a missionary called Justin Adoniram. If you know Justin Adoniram, he went to Burma. These were great guys. He said that only heaven can reveal on that day what he suffered in Burma. Now he went to Connecticut, US, and then he was passing by, and a little boy saw Adoniram. He saw his face glowing. Those kids were playing. So he saw his face glowing. So who, who, who is this man? The little boy ran to a minister nearby to, to tell him about Adoniram. Can you see this minister? Come and see what is on his face. So the minister quickly rushed out to talk with Adoniram. He was so enchanted by his presence that he even forgot what the young man said. The young man later on became a minister of the gospel and wrote a book what a young boy saw on the face of Adoniram. Just at a glance on his face is what caused him to serve God all his life and to enter into ministry. His face. Just his face. He, he can walk in glory like that. Just his face. One of the things that led me to Christ, I remember when Jesus, I've shared it, it's a, it's a, a mate of mine, he was in another school, who used to walk in front of my house. Just like that. Just walk to school. Every day I would come quickly to sit in front of my house. We're waiting for our taxis. I want to see him pass in front of my house. So I wake up early, bath and come and sit down because I want to see him just pass in front of my house. I could see something about this guy. He's different from us. There's something about this guy. So the day I got born again <laughs> and I was introduced to a fellowship, when I went, he was the president of, the, of that fellowship. <laughs> it happens. Glory. There was a man called Francois Fenelon. Yeah, he's the one John Wesley wrote about and said <laughs> he was eight. John Wesley was eighty years when he wrote about him. He said, "In my first four years, I've never seen a man who is holy within and without in this side of the eternities." Yeah, Francois Fenelon. <laughs> Someone spent a night with him in a room. An unbeliever. When he left, he said, I'll not dare to spend another night with this guy. I may be a Christian against my will. <laughs> yeah. There was a Scottish Presbyterian, Scottish minister, yeah. He was called um, Robert Murray. Machine, Robert Murray. He was a very popular person. This man was so full of God's glory that people just saw him at a glance. When people saw him, they would just go to him and kneel down and give a life to Christ. Yeah, just at a glance. Like you walk out here and people just run rushing and they will kneel down. We want to surrender to Christ. <laughs> what a glory. You can, you can walk in it. There was a man called Dr. H. Hilton. And then he's a preacher. He was a preacher. Then they assigned to him. They wanted to investigate him. Uh-huh. And then they gave me, they gave a detective to just follow him around. After a few weeks, they wanted to know what the, the detective had found out. 
After three weeks, by following him, the detective became a Christian. <laughs> Can you imagine? He said his life is too wonderful. You know they were in doubt of him. It's too wonderful. He just gave his life to Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the glory of God can manifest. Like Taylor's born. He entered into a shop. And the shopkeeper ran, out, ran away. He just saw his face and ran away. And he thought that he was just trying to peep behind a wall to see his face again. So he thought there was something on his face. Taylor Osborne thought there was something on his face. So he called and said, Oh, there's nothing on your face. When you enter the shop, your face turned to Jesus. And that is why I ran away. Osborne said, Oh, he's in my heart. Once a while, he comes out to take fresh air. The glory. You, you can carry, but these things are it's automatic. The glory is on the inside, it explodes on the outside. And, uh, um, two years ago, I was in Tadi, went to wait on the Lord. So when I was going, I started to look for a brother I had not seen for over 10 years. I went to the school to look, look for him. I asked of him. He said, I should wait, he'll come. So they came back, when they came, they said, there's someone who has come to look for you. A man's life is different. Can you imagine? I wasn't holding the Bible, I was just in time that I said he's, he's, he's a holy person. I said he's holy. He's not like he's not a common. They said so many things. The way I was happy. <laughs> you know, because that is what I was desiring for. Actually, that's why. Of course, I was learning from the life of Wiggly Swift. I said this one. Wigglesworth, he just passed through a restaurant. And when he's passing by, people just said, We want to see Jesus Christ. I said, Who are you? They didn't even know him. Who are you? And as you pass by, you convict us of sin. You want to receive Jesus. So there were people like that. Full of glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. One day you just pass through your kitchen and the Holy Ghost will just fall on. But I don't want you to struggle in life. True transformation is effortless. Laying on the word. Yeah. And the glory you see in Jesus, you begin to see it in your, in your life. Accident. You'll never be afraid of accident. You'll never be afraid of accident. You'll never be afraid of being broke. Ill health. You see that you are above. Elevated above the flood. You, you, you leave heaven on earth. Huh. I've preached too long. Lift up your voice and begin to praise God. Maroba Shandala. Mandole, Simbole, Kambala, Simbala. What you behold is what you become. Intimacy with the Father. Intimacy with the Father. Intimacy with the Father. Behold Him. From glory to glory. Whatever you see in Jesus is the expressed will of God for your life. His love is your love. His patience is yours. 
His kindness is yours. That's his glory. That's his glory. That's his glory. That's his glory. Behold him as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord. See how God sees you. You are in his presence with exceeding joy. The exuberance of triumphant joy. Ecstatic delight. Oh, the Father is singing over you with joy. The Father is singing over you with joy. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And who is he that condemneth? It is God that justifieth. Christ who justifies. Male Shembur Sunday. It is time to run to him. His light brings forth righteousness. His light says you are accepted in the beloved. His light shines on you. It's time for intimacy on the grounds of what Jesus did. It's time to behold his glory. To behold his glory. To behold his glory. We rise beyond the economy. We walk on high. Our life is full of joy. Worry is gone. Fear is gone. Anxiety is gone. Addictions are gone. Malay, we walk in love and we prevail and we are beholding. The seed is automatic. The seed, the seed is the word of God. The seed, we read, we behold his glory. We read the gospels and the epistles and we behold his glory. We behold his glory. We behold his glory. We behold his glory. What we see is what we become. What we see is what we become long suffering patience endurance joy love meekness temperance divine health divine wealth all things are ours as he is so are we we are transformed by beholding the seed the engrafted word the engrafted word can transform us automatically without stress without force without stress hey Marosende you prevail over masturbation you prevail over pornography you prevail over lust you prevail over fear you prevail over lack you prevail over sickness you prevail it's a sentence of righteousness it's a sentence of righteousness Christ in you the hope of glory the glory is here you are in the glory Christ in you 
the glory is restored. Christ in you, the restoration of the glory, the restoration of the glory. Hey, we once fell short of the glory. Now we are not short of the glory. Hey, hey, the glory of God. The administration of righteousness is exceeding glory. I am in the place of Christ. Hey! Malele, Malele, take your place. Take your place. Take your place. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, when you open the scriptures, the skills fall from your eyes. God gives you an open book. Now, as your hands are lifted, the spirit of revelation comes upon you. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. You open a pages of scripture, you will see Jesus in every page. And the glories of Jesus will you be magnetized to the glory. And what you see, you become. And whatever you see Jesus in the pages of scripture, automatically you see yourself manifesting it. It comes by revelation. It comes by revelation. Lift up your hands. Male Shiba. Father, grant unto everyone here that spirit. Give unto everyone here an open Bible. Receive it. Receive it. Grace. 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 Ha. Ah. Ah. Now receive it. Receive the grace. <laughs> Receive revelation. My brother, receive grace. My brother, receive grace. My brother, receive grace. <sighs> Mama, shatter, shatter. The spirit of God. The power of God. Ibala. Revelation. Hey, 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 Yes, the spirit of revelation. <laughs> I see it. It's like light, my sister. The spirit of revelation. Open your spirit up. Shambra, Sambra, Sambra. Open your spirit up. Shambra, Sambra, Sambra. Mommy is on you. Hele, Shele, Hele, Shele. Be in faith. The spirit, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of revelation. Those are the back there receive, receive. Hey, the power. Imatash, 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 Imatash. 
Open your spirit. Revelation. Revelation. Beams of light. 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 Please lift up your hands. Oh la shata. Oh my shata. Beams of light. Masha. 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 Revelation. The force of revelation. The force of revelation. The force of revelation. The force of revelation. Mommy revelation. Emma. 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 Matole Ketele. Eba Tete. Eba Tete. Eba Tete. Let it flow. Eba Tete. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Eba Tete. Eba Tete. Eba Tete. Mama Ye. Mama Ye. Ebate, Ebate, the spirit of wisdom, 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 revelation, revelation, revelation. 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 The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. See the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The light of the glory. All over this place. You just release your face. and be ready. 
Thank you, Jesus. Ibarah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.